The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Our heroes found the home of the final boss of the Legend of Zelda dungeon. They waited outside for their new Lapine friends to join them. When they arrived, the combat began in earnest. After a long and arduous dungeon followed by a long and arduous battle, the Hodag was defeated with a little help from their friends. Miraculously, the gang decided not to kill everyone and loot was divided fairly. We rejoin our adventurers in the post-adventure high. I'm going to reach out to Rayburn's paw specifically and give him the highest of paws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And deal the highest touch and say, we appreciate your help. Uh, we will be in contact. I don't feel this truce will be light. Well, like, you know what? The Undercity is a, is a dangerous place, but we look forward to seeing you again. Friends who murdered all the rest of our friends, but but turned out pretty good <laughs> with with us, you know, once we knew. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we learned. We learned that you we guys all were here. Together. It's time to work together. And from there, y'all venture on back. Uh, you make it up through the basement of the City Watch, and they're like, Holy shit, you guys actually came back? You like you killed the the Hodag and you I'm assuming display some evidence of killing the Hodag. Mhm. Yeah, oh, we, de- we definitely yeah, we definitely got some like, like Hodag teeth, Hodag Hodag star, Hodag butthole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what we show him first. We're like, don't you recognize this? No, I definitely I definitely don't recognize that. No, that's new to me. You don't recognize this? I turn it kind of like around and inside out. <laughs> You don't make it move a little bit and be like, hey, don't you recognize me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a (laughs) hoedag. Just a little bit, though. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, so you guys have the favor of the city watch at this point because you have now done a great quest to them. And what I'm going to tell you that this does is it opens up a whole new world of possibilities for you. You guys have completed, I will also say, because we're going to just throw a bunch of things out. You have completed level five with all of the fucking fighting and all the shit that you just did. You have advanced to level six. Oh, thank God. What that means in particular is that you have advanced from the tier one style of adventuring into tier two adventuring as defined in the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook. You are now doing things a little bit more epic than you're used to. Things are going to get a little heavier and a little bigger. By which I mean that you are now granted access of your very own to the dungeons that live underneath the City Watch. Should you decide you want to go questing and finding things and, you know, doing bigger shit than you're normally accustomed to, other than roleplay sort of things, you now have access to the dungeons underneath to do so. You have a big, cavernous, gigantic world to explore. All right. All right, all right, all right. So just looking at this gold pot we've had, I was just kind of looking at the math here of if we did half with the hodag, which I really appreciated, um... With our agreements, we would have about 416 gold piece each. I would say to either of you, if you wanted a little bit more, I would be willing to split my portion with you because I really appreciated not killing the, the not the Hodak, uh, killing the, the rabbit Lepine. people, the Lapin. And so um, I know our gold one is all, all is one kind of thing, but I really appreciate it. So if you needed a little bit more, I'd be happy to help. Nah, that's cool, Fjorten. We're a team, right? Right, team. Jeff? We're a team. Yeah, we're team. a team. Yeah. Teamwork. Team, team. Diga. Yay. Yeah. Lapine team. Shumvel. Team oh, okay. Lapine. Team Shumvel. So that <laughs> brings me up to about 626 gold. We need to get you, like, what, 40 more? For the mark of the beast. Anyway, so we're going to pause right there in our recordings and what have yous mm-hmm. and let you guys do a level up. And when we come back, you'll all describe to me what level six looks like for you. After a very brief pause for the listener and an all-too-long pause on our end, we are back with leveling up. We're going to go around the table starting to my right. Let's go with Fjorten. Tell me about what level six meant for you. Uh, Level six was a good moment. Uh, I rolled my D8 dice, got a seven plus my constitution. I am now up to a 47 hit points. And I gained a spell, and I chose plant growth. Ooh. Yeah. You uh, make some weed? Whatever comes along. Uh, if I'm in Oregon, maybe something a little bit better now. Fucking A. Yeah, F and A, cotton. And so, um, just thinking ahead of time, just where we might be going, we're going to the, the largest spectrum of places, so maybe a little bit of uh, ag- agriculture won't be bad. Coolio. How many hit points did you get? Uh, not 10 total. How tall are you? Not that tall. Oh, uh, that's a great question, actually. I think I'm like 4'9". Okay. 4'8", 4'9", or something. I can see in the screen behind uh, Josh over there, by the way, on the Among Us screen, 
There's there it just disappeared now, but there was one pink little person with one knee up like they were doing a dance and they were just spinning in place for a really long time. Why'd you ask my size, by the way? I don't know. I just wanted to pick out a random detail. Oh, four foot four. Four foot four. Yeah. You are a dwarf. Yeah, I am a dwarf. Four foot four, 130 pounds, light brown skin, red hair, green eyes, medium size. Sounds delightful. Mr. Goliath, Jeff, tell us about your experience on achieving level six. I rolled a six for my hit points and added my three constitution modifier for a total of nine. And I already don't fucking remember. (laughs) (laughs) I was unimpressed. Six isn't a huge level for a lot of classes. All right. Like a lot of folks get something, but it's just, you know, it's just okay. Ah, mindless rage, which actually is fairly handy. Beginning at the sixth level, you cannot be charmed or frightened while raging. If you are charmed or frightened when you enter your rage, the effect is suspended for the duration of the rage. Cool. And that, as they say, is that. Excellent. Peter, tell us about your level six experience. I got eight additional HP. I gained a third level spell slot. And due to the bard college that I'm enrolled in, I uh, receive an extra attack at level six. Which is pretty sweet. National American Bardiversity. Uh, and then I also uh, obtain a skill called Counter Charm, uh, which basically gives me the ability to uh, crank out some music when uh, some folks around me are charmed, and I can kind of get them out of their charm state. Mm. What was your instrument again of choice, do you feel? I think Bagpipes, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Bagpipes is the one you've used. I think you have one or two others. Do you have a, a nice set of bagpipes? By the way, do you have a, a set or... I'm, a... I'm pretty sure I don't. I'm pretty sure they're like hand-me-down bagpipes. What? Almost gambled and lost. Don't do it that. It looked like it, man. You were Yeah, trying. I know. I, nothing came out and I was worried. You had a look on your face like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> here we go, here we go. I know I'm bad. I don't think I've ever heard you play the bagpipes before. Yeah, you, you heard it in the uh, the cavern with the frog, or no, the fish people. Oh, that's right, that's right. When we it got to be like all disco stuff. time, mm-hmm. there's some consequences. Well, not consequences. Some uh, follow up uh, adventure. Some aftermath to that yeah. that we haven't ex- we haven't discovered quite yet. We don't really know what was happening there. No. Anyway, that's uh, that's my my bard level. Excellent, and that concludes all of our characters achieving level six. Did the DM level up at all? What did you get out of this? Um, yeah, the DM always levels up. Oh. I level up every time you guys level up. I get more and more powerful. <laughs> I'm able to create more and more hodags that have uh, legendary abilities that mm-hmm. fuck you guys over when you least expect it. I'm really happy with that hodag. Everyone came out alive. I feel like we all worked as a fucking team. Fucking it. So, gentlemen, here we are, having stepped through, who knows, by this point, probably 50 episodes or so, right around there. And I wanted to take uh, I wanted to take a minute because, so the last campaign, I did a recap episode every 20 episodes. And I felt like it was just a little too frequent. Um, I don't know that it really benefited anybody. 
20 hours is a lot to go through, um, so it does seem like a good time to do a recap, but I don't know, we just don't, it's not like a fucking Avengers movie, like, we don't go through that much content, like, minute to minute. Uh, so this time, right around the 50 episode or so mark, whenever it happens to come out, I wanted to do a little bit of recap and just kind of get you guys' thoughts and feelings on the way the podcast has been going so far, the way the campaign's been going so far, how you guys feel about your characters, talk about some of the things we've done. And I think the thing that I want to do first, and let's just kind of go around the horn here, um, and we'll go the opposite way this time. Jerry, who plays Peter, why don't you just give me your general impressions of this this campaign so far? What do you think is going good? What do you think is going bad? What would you like to see more or less of? Any any thoughts that come to your mind? Things are going good. I think they're going to get better now that we got a whole lot of gold. And... Uh... I think we'll be able to make some investments. I keep hearing that maybe we'll be able to, uh, you know, build a little bit of a, you know, castle or, you know, some kind of keep or something like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's pretty exciting. So looking forward to that coming up. Oh, yeah. That's a good reminder, too. I should send you specifically because I think you'll get the biggest kick out of it. The PDF of Strongholds and Followers by Matt Colville. Right. So a stronghold. That's what we get to build. We get to build a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how much gold we're going to need. We're going to have to stop giving it away to these Lapines. But uh, It's been a long time since I read through the... Uh, and I didn't even read through. I skimmed through that that rule book. So, yeah, we'll have to... We'll have to learn some new rules. But, but yeah, I'm glad you're excited about that part of it. I also like that we got to kind of create our own characters in town. Uh, like, you know, Adam McNutt and, and other folks like that. I thought that was a good part of this season. It helped... That little bit of homework that we did kind of, mm-hmm. I think, was was kind of cool. As they say, it really helped tie the room together. Yeah. Cool. Josh? Joshua, rather. Joshua, who plays Tobin and Squee. No, I'm kidding. Joshua, who plays Jeff. Tell me your impressions of this season so far. How do you feel about what we've done? Thoughts, feelings, emotions? Yes. Uh, this one is harder than the other one kind of kicking our ass a little bit uh the challenge is fun though i guess i don't have a lot to add (laughs) (laughs) i mean like are are you enjoying it thumbs up or thumbs down oh yeah thumbs up 10 out of 10 would recommend fucking a always a man of many words sam sam who plays fjorton firkin trees tell us your impressions of this campaign so far as always, I'm really, really impressed what you can throw at us. Like the creativity, it's awesome. It's really fantastic. For me personally, it's a little, it's always a little bit harder jumping into a new character because we did Dark Seed for fucking a year and something plus, mm-hmm. and I always have my email Dark Seed shakes and like everything is always surrounding that. So jumping into a new character and trying to do things differently is always a little bit harder. You're like, wait, I'm not that character. I work with Jules now, I try to do a different perspective, and so... As fun as it is, it's harder to, like, think differently than what you've done before since I was, like, my first major campaign. And on the back end, it's been a lot more fun since getting, like, just a little more equipment and being able to do a little more music on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just doing... trying a little bit harder. And we've been doing six, 8-bit and 16-bit recently, and mm-hmm. that's been... Yeah. A hell of a lot of fun, but also difficult because 
I, I didn't realize something I didn't realize with those kind of music is that you can only press a single note. You can't do chords. You can't do <laughs> you can't yeah. do like a C chord or something. You can only do individual notes, and so you have to make up one, two, three, four, doing those notes, and then do another track on top of that and make a different chord on top of that. And so that's been for musically, it's been a. It's actually been new, which was exciting. I didn't realize that at the time, which was really cool. So it gave me a little more respect for the programmers and the, the artists of the time with what they can work with. And that's why you're like, oh man, that music's not exciting. But there was a reason why it's, it was so hard to create like the Legend of Zelda tune. That's really goddamn creative for what they had at the time, which was really cool. And so I would say that about everything. For those of you who didn't know this about our podcast, uh, so there are the four of us, um, and Sam is the person who is responsible for 99.999% of the music that has been played in the podcast. Uh, We have one tiny little clip that gets used uh, that I created, and there are, I think we've used three clips from Jeremy, uh, a good friend of ours who plays bagpipes. Uh, so we've used a couple clips from him. I'm uh, not gonna lie, I really enjoy that ink clip every time I hear it. The dun 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 yeah. dun. It's different. It's like something I didn't create. I'm like, ooh, that's nice. You know, I gotta say, it was so. it was probably one of the best compliments. Uh, and you guys are all very complimentary, and, and I'm very grateful for it. But uh, one of the best compliments that you've given me uh, was when you first heard the end clip music, the the music that plays right before the VGAT thing, before the outro. And you were like, oh, where did you download that from? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I, I made that. <laughs> For sure. That's, and you were I mean, like, that's an amazing compliment, right? You're just like, oh, yeah. The best the best thing is when you say something to somebody and they're like, oh. Like, <laughs> it's like there's <laughs> like that moment of surprise of like, I didn't think you could do that. <laughs> but you did. Cool. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it was a fun. It was, yeah. It was. Uh, I actually really enjoy hearing that every time. Nice. Not only it's the end of my work day, which is awesome. Every week I'm like, oh, thank God we're at this point. Mm-hmm. But I love hearing it. Like, done, done. It's really, really charming too. I'm I'm very happy to have been able to actually make some music. That's that's. Uh, I would certainly say not comparable to yours. Um, to to finish the thought. Sam has, over the three years that we have been working on this podcast, created, I think we're over seven hours of original music specifically for this podcast. So we are. So keep in mind, uh, if you haven't listened to the first campaign, you should go back and at least listen to the Mortal Kombat episodes. Uh, that's probably the one we get the most feedback on, but uh, you've, you've done an amazing job. Uh, that's what I, I actually love coming back to that, the, the different episodes we've done, like the different spots, like women can create something like a mortal combat clan bat situations everyone gets so creative over that uh, jerry got that clam bat that that guy on fiber right yeah oh, it was yeah that guy you found on fiber <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and he had like just an incredible like monster truck rally voice for like it was probably more than five bucks. It was like 20 bucks or something like dumb like that. But yeah. To get somebody to just say whatever you want and then just like, you give you give them like very loose directions. You're like, <laughs> and, and then like I gave them like four things to say. And the last one was like, just do whatever you want. Have fun with it or whatever. Clam slam. Clam slam. Clam slam. A random thought I had is, uh, have you guys ever heard of the Cameo app? 
It's so it's an app that you can get and you can there's a bunch of celebrities on there that you can pay to say whatever happy birthday or whatever. Uh so there's a Gilbert Gottfried is on there. Oh fuck yeah. So you can just pay like I don't know. They have different prices depending on how popular they are. You know, some of them are like a hundred bucks or sometimes more. Um, but then you can have them wish you a happy birthday or have them wish somebody else a happy birthday or, huh. or say clam bat or mm-hmm. actually yeah. I, I don't know if they would you imagine that just being your fucking saturday like you wake up in the morning and you're like well, i gotta read a bunch of clam bats <laughs> which they probably would i mean yeah what, what does he care he's making you you want you want to pay me a hundred dollars to say clam bat five ching <laughs> So I, uh, one thing I did want to step into, uh, I, I have to admit, um, have to admit the things that I have not done super well. Uh, I think honestly, I think this, this campaign so far has gone much better than the first one for a lot of reasons. I think it's much more interesting. I think we're trying a lot of things that have turned out very well. Um, but I, I did want to address a specific thing, um, both for you guys and for the, for the people listening that I think we could have done a much better job on for for Peter I think we just fucked up the debt thing uh, we didn't really talk about it we kind of let it slide and then all of a sudden it came up and you were like you brought it up and you're like hey I've got this debt and I think the debt collector showed up and I was like alright you owe four dollars basically <laughs> and you just fucking paid it off and it was like alright I guess that's done moving on like we uh, one of the things that I've, I've been wanting to do better is involve the, the, the aspects of your characters uh, that, that you want to explore more. And I, I think we fucked up the debt thing. Uh, I think I fucked up the debt thing. And so so I think we should take some time to revisit that at some point. Um, and I don't know if you and I do that more offline and have a surprise for the other characters or if we do it something in-game, but... I've got a second mortgage. Damn it. <laughs> but I think... I, think I sold of... one of my kids for that debt. I don't know. I think you laid it out as, uh, yeah, that solves this one. But, I mean, it would make sense that it was more, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that and you're like, well... That was... That's the that, end of that, that chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Thank goodness. And that's the thing is, like, you know debt is not that easily resolved anywhere for no. anybody i would i would like to think that maybe peter has a he was welcomed back to where he got the debt before mm-hmm. but the other thing that we don't know is like i i mean peter likes to gamble and uh he could very quickly get back into debt as so well he's only been winning right <laughs> well the, st- the stakes could just get that much higher i mean i've seen that I've seen that in real life with with people that I've known where uh, they kind of escalate their position in life and they get a better job and they now have access to more credit and then it just allows them to dig a deeper hole than they've ever dug before. So I, I think there's some more interesting avenues that we can explore with that. So I think let's let's talk about that more. So far as Jeff's character goes, I gotta say, man, I have not been able to make the fight club shit interesting yet. Um, when we've done the fights for those, it's just, it's kind of a pointless slugfest. <laughs> and, and if I do throw a character at you that's stronger than you, a character that's going to beat you up, then it's going to feel almost hopeless from the start. Uh, I've been looking around, I've been trying to find a way to make the fight group stuff uh, a little more interesting. Um, 
but yeah, just just know that that's been in the back of my head. I think it's a really interesting avenue. The trouble is when you're when you're talking about a character that starts off, you know, with like the ten hit points that a regular character starts with, and very quickly has like seventy, and an unarmed strike does six points of damage, like ten rounds of just well, I don't know, I hit him. Uh, I guess he hits you back. Uh, hit him back again. Like it's just it. There's no way to make that interesting from those rules. So I think the only way that we can make the fight group stuff interesting is if we introduce some new mechanics uh, or find some different rules to do the unarmed combat. The W, WCW, WWE standards of going to popularity. It's getting huge. One one d six extra damage for going from the top rope. We need some. Folding chairs and tables. Mm, easy W. Some glass. Yeah. Tacks. I've actually been very surprised the crossover between D&D and wrestling. Looking oh, it's out there. It. Yeah. It's between the there. Twitter stage. It's very interesting to see that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll dive a little more into that uh, at some point. But, uh, you know, with uh, with Fjorten, I, Fjorten, I... I, I I don't know that I I don't know that I fucked up anything for you now that I think about it. I think your character's actually been probably the most like well robustly developed. I think you've uh, you've actually had some emotional depth. Like I said, it's harder to go from like someone like Darkseid to a Fjorten. I tried to like he's a jeweler, he wants to do the mining business and mm-hmm. he wants to develop and a lot of that's not gonna develop till he gets to these later stages. Like he already asked how much it would it cost to buy a mine, how much would he Exactly. Just kind of how much is it to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should introduce like some kind of uh, I don't want to say like evil, but like your like Darkseed, like his your last character was uh, like you know, he was he was a good character. And I think I would like to see you play like something like not a good something smells oh my god who farted that he literally you? just did oh, oh yeah i dropped a lot of ass yeah, was, wow. yeah that was a bolus uh, i'm really really sorry that i'm gonna crack bolus. that window again yeah but um that's what that's why i was hoping <laughs> kind of the avenue of a business owner because they're not always good and he has this other person in town who is not who we've met already ecolias and so kind of like what avenue he's going to go down once he gets a business owner how greedy is he going to get how i have no clue myself like right now he's supposed to be virtuous he's a small i just want to own a business for my family kind of guy and i'm excited to see kind of Mm -hmm. once he starts getting that how much will he want to obtain or how much is he willing to lose kind of thing so so I do want to take a, a, to steer this in a, in a slightly different direction. So you guys, um, you've made some connections around town. You have some people, uh, as you brought up earlier. Um, I mean, there, there's in, in my head, there's two sort of broad sweeping categories of D&D. One of them is straight up adventure of the week, monster of the week, dungeon crawl, which I feel like we did. We leaned in that direction in the first campaign. The last thing we did, which was the the Legend of Zelda style dungeon, uh, kind of leaned in that direction. It's really just rock'em sock'em robots, hack and slash, you know, D and D. The other side of it, again, in just very broad strokes, is like role play, getting to know characters, developing a town, developing history and backstory. In this campaign, I've been trying to delve more into that role play aspect and 
more into there's a world around you. There's a world. It's happening. It's, uh, well, for all intents and purposes, at least in the podcast, it's a real world with real people in it that are doing real things. I can admit that I'm not super good at that. Uh, most of the D&D campaigns that I've ever played have been relatively immature or undeveloped, largely because of me. Uh, because that's just not, I'm just not that good at being a DM in that category. Uh, but I think you guys have done a really good job so far. I think each of you has added something to the world. You've added a lot of flavor and flair to the world. You've created these people, these businesses, these locations. Um, I don't know. I guess just in general, and we'll kind of kind of go in the circle around again. Like, you know, Peter, how do you feel about how that's gone so far? Like, is it is it interesting when it happens? Do you want more of it? Do you want less of it? Give me some idea of, of where you're at. No, I, I like it. Like, I like... Um... You know, like, probably my two favorite things were, uh, f- favorite character, like, Adam McNutt. Like, he is my favorite, because, like, he's kind of a nutcase, and I like things that add, like, unpredictability. Uh, and, like, you know, he's a crazy dude. Who knows what he's going to come up with, or what he's going to hear, or whatever, and I think that gives us a lot of different avenues to take the story in. Um, maybe hopefully it makes it easier for you to come up with something crazy for us to do or some other conspiracy for us to chase down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing, like the uh, like the thrift store and the aspect of us not like not having a lot of money and like having to go shop for things that you know because we're freaking poor. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know maybe finding a gem at the at the thrift store or whatever. Like that's something I don't know. I haven't heard in a lot of like D and D you know type world so. Those are my kind of my two favorite aspects of the little nuggets that we contributed. Nice, Jeff. Where do you where do you stand with uh, contributions, yours or otherwise? Jeff, what do you feel about the uh, the world, the characters, the the world building that we've done? I mean, is it interesting? Is it boring? Is it doing anything for you? You wish you would skip over it. What do you think? No, I like the world. Uh, I like uh, this time around that it is more of a kind of a living, breathing world. Uh, like with lots of different things to do like it doesn't feel like we're on a death slug you know what i mean like very linear uh we can pretty much do anything at any time that's very very nice so far we haven't had any adventures uh that we haven't done if i recall i don't think we've passed on anything you guys have done all the things i think Uh, one came off was there one that came off Mm -hmm. i can't remember now but at, at a minimum it's it's at least given you guys some level of choice. And the nice thing about the way that it's happened, and this is the, the thing I was really hoping to get out of it, was the idea that you guys could, through the things that you chose to do first, tell me the things that you wanted to do more of. And so I've been trying to shape around that to make it more interesting for you. So, yeah, hopefully that's panning out. Any other thoughts around that? No, not really. And how about you, Mr. Fjorton? How do you feel about uh, the world, the characters? I think... Out of any of the side characters we've created, your mom is the one we've interacted <laughs> with the most. I love uh, interacting with your mom. <laughs> you get my mom hooked on drugs, and uh, yeah. <laughs> she gets me on drugs. <laughs> I interacted with your mom. You have the coolest mom. Your mom is so cool. Yeah, mom's always so cool. I love my mom. Um, yeah, I love every aspect of like creating the environment around us like the farms around us creating all those names for it <laughs> scrumatoes potatoes and then going from the gravy fields to creating a whole sport around dwarves making a whole midnight once a year mm-hmm. i mean 
it's really fun to create an atmosphere where we can expand upon it if we want to. If not, it was a really fun joke. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we won't come back to it. Maybe we will. If people want us to come back to it, we're like, oh, yeah. And I feel that's what's really cool about this group. We're really creative. You lead us. You're like, so we've have an event coming up. Uh, what do you guys feel? And we we create stuff on the dot, and it's so fun. Yeah, we've done a lot more ad libbing. Yeah, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it is fun when it when it works. It works like amazingly well. For sure. When it when something just happens to click, and yeah, we all laugh our asses off for like thirty minutes. Oh yeah, and then like creating weird bars at the end of the corner, but we end up using it. Like maybe that's the the sketchy hideout of somebody. The soccer forest. We've used that. We've used different aspects that we've created from scratch out of a funny joke, and it's been just awesome. Like going the whole dungeon adventure. We created that by going underneath the city, and hey, look where we are now. So that's been. I feel like we've progressed a lot more than we have at this time during last campaign. I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, and I've tried to really make, uh, I tried to slow things down insofar as the progression goes. Uh, the first campaign, we ran it pretty tightly on rails. I thought that that was going to make it a more exciting story if you guys leveled up faster and if you guys moved through the world faster. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that we did it wrong. Um, you know, it was a two-year campaign, as it was, and that was 115 episodes. We're now, like I said, by the time this comes out, it'll be approximately 50 episodes in. So you're only at level five, so you're only, let's say, a quarter of the way through. So we're talking 200 episodes instead of 115. So we're moving at, like, roughly half the speed. I don't think we did it wrong, though. I felt like it was a lot of ours first or second time. Literally, everyone at this group for playing was our first or second time. So we got an experience of, hey, this was a fun campaign. What mm-hmm. can we do at each level? And now we kind of understand the the power dynamics between each. You got the sampler platter we and did. now you're digging in. Yeah, now we're digging into the main the main campaign course of what can happen. In uh, poo-poo platter. The, ma- <laughs> <laughs> the poo-poo platter, yeah, that's right. Actually, for the longest time, I didn't have any idea what a poo-poo platter was. I still it's don't. A, it's actually, Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like a, it's a whole bunch of like stuff. That's good. It's actually good. Hmm. It's not poo-poo? Like, you wouldn't poo-poo that? No. Oh. I would poo-poo it after. Hey. Yeah, I would. But then again, I, I uh, just... I do really respect like what you've created, like how well you've kind of developed of the chaos of what we have kind of created. And you're like, you know what? What can we do with this? And most of it you make on the spot, especially the plot points. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell if that was the best thing or the worst thing I I'm did. I'm going to say bravo to that just because like, I'm going to do this. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Let's go. This is what we're going to do with that. And so that's pretty <laughs> What's happening over there? <laughs> it's just that gif of the... You ever see the gif of the AI guy? The running? Oh, the... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of the best fucking oh, things. Yeah. I was okay, literally... Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you looked at it in like the last five years? Yeah. A bunch. Yeah, you showed us, I remember you showed us that. I was, literally, I was literally thinking about that on the way here because I was thinking about that and I was thinking about AI. Uh, and there's a dude who made um, a thing for Mario uh, that plays the original Super Mario Brothers. And like the, the goal that it gave the program, that they gave the program, was like, just get as far to the right as you can. 
And so you watch this Mario robot playing it, and it's doing the weirdest fucking shit, and it makes no sense, but it gets to the end of the level. It's fucking weird. It's just fucking weird. Anyway, that's a whole topic for a different time. Um, one last question. So, uh, as much as I appreciate you guys blowing smoke up my ass and all the rest of it, um, I'm definitely a, a mediocre DM, um, but I, you know, it's always nice to hear that you're doing somewhat well. Uh, what I did want to ask you guys, uh, and the reason that I, I, that I wanted to do this and like release it as an episode is because I think the most interesting thing about listening to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts from other people is for me, it's a great learning experience to know the things that I want to do in my games, the things that I want to do when I play, the things that I want DMs to do for me, etc. And so I wanted to include this because I think this is an interesting thing for DMs to do is to sit down with their players and every once in a while have a, I don't know, call it like a, a refreshed session zero where you're like, here's the game, here's what we've done so far, let's talk about it, let's talk it through, let's talk about how everybody feels about it, and then, you know, we'll continue on from there. And relevant to that, what I wanted to ask of each of you, and we'll just we'll keep doing the around the circle thing, the question that I have for each of you is, based on what we've done so far, uh, counting the first campaign, counting this campaign, counting whatever else you might have seen or heard or read about, what do you want to do more of, less of, or what new thing would you like to explore? What thing would you never want to do again? Um, just anything sort of in that category. Like, what would you tweak or change or modify about the campaign we've done so far, how can I make this more engaging and better, et cetera, for you? Starting with Sam. All right. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> Your suggestion is we reverse the order. <laughs> That's fair. I'll go with that. No, I just, I'll have to think about that for a minute too. What I really like about our campaign and how we do things is the, I actually really love the spontaneous of creation. Um, I know for you, it's a it's much harder for you to incorporate what we do, but yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. tangent form where like one person starts off with like, well, we'll create this instead of um, just uh, you have to create everything on your own, which isn't bad at all and anything like that. But it makes us think like, okay, how are we going to develop this as a team? Is this going to make any sense? Not c- character creation because we end up killing everything by the third time around <laughs> we've done that before but mostly it, pets but yeah mostly yeah. pets yeah everything dies it, it's it's sad but i really love the the creative input and having to problem solve you put us in situations maybe you, you don't know how it's going to end and i it's really fun to do that just because everybody's like oh okay well well i'll do this i'll do that and that and then you throw us plot twist and it's uh for me, that's really exciting to do plot twists. And um, having gone through it, I'm not... I can't say I'm much for dungeon crawls. They're fun. And you have to do a little bit more strategic work. But we did three sessions of just battling. And sometimes... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm grinded. never doing this shit again. This Zelda dungeon thing was yeah, it, it way was, too long. <laughs> it was not... Yeah, it was hard on me too. Because I'm like, okay, well now... We have to go in this room. Probably have to fight again. And there's not... I guess for me, it's more battle strategy, which is fine. But for creativity, for like the landscape, it's maybe a little less. I'm excited for the building, and the uh, world, know, the world building. I think I, I excites me a little bit more. I liked the thing that I liked about this dungeon crawl was I think I actually 
I think legitimately for the first time in three years challenged you guys uh, from a combat perspective. And I want to be able to do that again, but I think it was just too long. So I think I need to like amp up the combat a little bit, make it so that you're in a position where you have to utilize your resources like long and short rests. Uh, but this, I mean, this was like 20 hours of gameplay. It was, it was just too much. It needs to be like 10 hours of gameplay, which then translates to like three or four episodes instead of the six or seven or eight or whatever it's been. So the, I, I, I love that though. Like we're literally three years into it and we're still learning something about it. And hopefully oh, yeah. like our fans enjoy that and stick with us during that. We're still learning it. That's, that's what's awesome about D&D. It's ever evolving in every aspect. And that's it, really I, cool about it. I know there will be new editions and all the rest of that, but it, like legitimately, I think we could play fifth edition or any edition or any other game that's like this probably for the rest of our lives and still have new shit to do because sure. you're, you're limited only by your imagination. imagination. I mean, I, I, even like a even like a dungeon crawl that goes on for like three episodes, that seems way too long. It feels very long. Yeah. I mean, th- the thing with that too is it, it, it is hard to keep engaged because basically you're just waiting for your next turn. So, so yeah, so, so note taken... Uh, shorter dungeon crawls. Note, note taken. Um, Jeff, what about you? What do you feel like? Uh, what what would you change, or what what do you want to change, or anything else about it? Um, even just you know, is there another NPC or character you want to explore more? Is there an aspect of your own character you want to explore more? Any any suggestions? No, not really. Uh, I really enjoy the oddball characters that we've been throwing, like the, what is it, Mike the Deer? Uh, <laughs> things of that nature are pretty fun. Uh, more fun, I think, to riff on things like that than it is necessarily to, like we're disgusted, but slog through the fucking dungeon for 20 hours. Yeah. I think you should give uh, Jeff some kind of character flaw or something. Like You, you tend to play... Uh, you know your melee characters like i'm just gonna stab or i'm gonna smash like and i don't i think your character needs like uh some other dimension i don't know man don't go too far down the third nipple rule here oh i'm not trying to give him a third nipple i mean if he wants to have a third nipple that's (laughs) that could be your character (laughs) your Uh, character just is the third nipple (laughs) It's like on the side, he accidentally swings and hits his nipple. Oh. Ow. It rubs it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Mm. Props, by the way, to you, Jerry, for, like, uh, um, remembering the people you created. Like, that whole thing uh, when um, Jeff was captured, we went through, like, three or four different NPCs. And A we lot. created. That was really cool, going to the library, going to here and then there. That was really fun. And that, you know, and, and we'll get to we'll get to you, uh, Peter, actually answering the question in just a moment. But that to me has been, I think, the, the, the biggest goal that I had in this campaign was to make was to make the, the world interesting enough that you guys remembered to interact with it. For sure. You know, I can make a million NPCs, I can make a million locations, I can do all these different things about creating things in the world, but if they're not interesting enough to remember they don't make any fucking difference Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter whether or not they're available it doesn't matter whether or not they're uh, a resource for you or anything else 
if you guys don't give a shit about them, if you don't remember them, that they're a thing you can use, that they're a thing that can be a part of the game, then it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't make any difference. We've been gone through quite a bit. I'm just kind of going through a list here. We have talked to many of them. I'm pretty happy about that, too. I think we talked to most of my NPCs. We talked to most of yours as well. Mm-hmm. Just I like definitely a- tried to focus on the ones that you guys created, but there's like there's literally like 70 more people that I created for this world that you guys haven't even talked to yet. Right. Through no fault of your own, just haven't had the moments to be introduced yeah, to them. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it. We created five between us. That's 15 characters that... Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, it's kind of the moment. We're not going to go to each of them. Oh, what are you doing today? What are you doing? I mean, it kind of comes in the moment. Like, I know I have a sister. I haven't talked to her at all. The moment hasn't been right. We talked to mom. We talked to everybody mm-hmm. else. And close to my list, I know your list as well. And so. Well, and the, the nice thing is that you guys have, you guys have had, you've had two main things. And this is, this is why aspects of the world are interesting to create is you guys have had people to go to to get more quests when you're not sure where to go next and you've had people to tap into as resources when you're not sure where to go next or to get more information or to get help with things or whatever else uh you know that's that's the piece that really makes the world feel like a real solid place and you're not just surrounded by fucking cardboard cutouts is that like you know, you can go like, oh shit, hey, doesn't Cicero Gwynn know something about this? Let's go talk to him. Hey, Fjorten, doesn't your mom do something with this? Let's go talk to her. Like, you know, that, that to me, that's like a sign that I'm at least improving a little bit as a fucking DM, as opposed to just like, you get a letter in the mail, you are told to go here, you go to that place, there is now a quest, please engage in combat. <laughs> so, anyway, enough of me getting up my own ass. Peter... Uh, let's let's wrap this uh, this little extra session up with you telling us what do you want to see more in the world? What do you want to see less of than the world, etc., etc., etc. Things I want to see more in the world. Um, I mean, I I think that just given us a lot of opportunities to to do whatever we want. Like, but you put it on us. Like, we have to figure out what to do next. Either go to visit the NPCs that we've created in the world. Um, or kind of find a, you know, a path. I, I mean, honestly, like sometimes we will, we, we try to ad lib, and uh, like I said, like sometimes it doesn't work out great. But even even like even when it becomes uncomfortable, like it's still like, um, I still think it's it's still very fun to do. I mean, coming up with, uh, you know, categories for character names or something that gets us <laughs> all involved, like going around the table. I think something that is keeps us very engaged. Um, and helps us, you know, um, you know, remember, you know, all the stuff that we've created in the world because we have to really be engaged and think about it. And I think that's important. Well, I think that's about as much as I want to bore everybody with, with us talking about, talking about, talking about ourselves. Um, I, I hope that this is a tool that you guys can use in your own little DM campaign, whatever. Um, and if not, then go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Hey, go fucking fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Um, but in, I, I do think this is a thing that I've, that I've wanted to do not as frequently as we did it last time, but it's the thing I've wanted to do where I just kind of check in with you guys of like, are you know, are we fucking doing a thing you want to do? Are we doing a thing you enjoy doing? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What can we change? Et cetera. Uh, hopefully it's useful for you guys. I know it's useful for me. Maybe it's useful for people listening. Um, 
people listening to VGAT, if you guys want to, you know, write to us uh, or fucking whatever, tell us what you think. Same questions go out to all of you. What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Uh, how is this helpful? How is this harmful? Etc. Uh, we've got our website, thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com. We've got social media. We've got Patreon. We've got all kinds of things. And uh, I think our last thing that I, that I, that I think we should do is uh, just say thanks to everybody who has donated to the show uh contributed all of our patrons yeah, both past and present awesome. these are fucking amazing um i can't believe anyone pays money to hear this <laughs> thank you to everybody that's following us on social media thank you to everybody who's written in um and given us any kind of feedback at all and just thanks for everybody who's listening uh it's it's just fucking blows me away every day that there are people that are willing to download and listen to somebody else playing D D. And I'm just glad you guys are all enjoying it. What's, uh, let me ask, what's the best way to connect? What's your uh, Twitter? What's your email? What's. At uh, VGA Team is Twitter. Uh, we have really just go to the website, whatever is most current, because who knows? This could be 10 years from when we recorded this when you hear it. Whatever is our best way is, is out there on the website, thevgat.com. Twitter. Uh, yeah. Twitter works the best for sure. Uh, at. Yeah at uh who am i at sam of vget hey there you go hey yo yeah i i really want to see how people enjoy us i love to talk to people connect uh reach out it'd be really fun fucking a all right that's it fans how are you it, is it really a mid-roll if it's almost at the end of the episode well we're gonna do it anyway but i'll make it quick i just wanted to add a quick note here that in the previous campaign we had special recap episodes the idea was supposed to be that it would be a jumping in point where people could start there instead of starting at the very beginning of the podcast given how many episodes we had that didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. So instead, we did the thing we just got done playing for you, which is a conversation with the players about how things are going for them and where they'd like to see things going. If you think this was super dumb, let me know and we'll avoid doing it again. If it worked, or if we don't hear anything, we'll probably just do another one around episode 100 or shortly thereafter. Well, we'll still do it, we just won't bother recording it if you know you guys don't like it. Anyway, that's all I had this time around, but uh, we've still got a few minutes left to get back into the action. So... The last time we got together and played, you guys had completed, finally, at long last, the Zelda dungeon. So we are no longer adventuring in the Legend of Zelda dungeon. Thank God, that was way too long of an adventure. Let's go back. Uh, That was a long and hard adventure, and you guys basically got an entire level out of that. Uh, So you got to advance to level six. 
At this point, some time has passed, and I assume you guys are back in town. You've been comfortable. It's maybe been even a couple of weeks since the last time you'd, you'd adventured. Give you some time to rest and heal. And now, here you are with three quests available on the job board. Those three quests are Enter the House of Smurgans, in which you could basically just gamble. The second quest is New Spirit in Town, in which Fauna Firkentrees and Aja's Circle would like your help settling a new spirit in the forest. And there is also a quest called The Keep, in which Cicero Gwyn would like your help, and he promises a great reward for it. Ooh. And of course, as always, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. I like great rewards. What's the uh, plot rod? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I think I had it last time. Probably mine. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it is, actually. It is. You have not had the plot rod since since two or three recording sessions ago, so it is it is your turn. Let me let me make note in the plot rod history log. Um, I need something to hold. What we got? Plot log. Here, I have this bottle of Kirkland Signature Lens Cleaner. This will have to. I like that everything is Kirkland's signature. Like, is there a regular Kirkland brand? I don't know. And whose signature is it? It's just rebranded like other stores' house brands. (laughs) And and who the fuck is Kirkland? (laughs) Walmart house brand? Uh, Is that Costco? Yeah. Oh, is that Costco? What's Walmart? Sam's Club. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. This target has up and up. I'm I'm so intrigued by the answer to that question. I must know now. You're going to have to look it up because I don't really give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why the fuck are you wasting our time asking the question? I don't know. I like to sound (laughs) in my own voice. (laughs) Uh, Well, we've got a podcast, so. I don't like to listen to it because I don't like the sound of my own voice. Members, Mark. It's members, Mark. Oh, that's right. Now I can sleep. Members Mark Mushroom Print. What? You know, because that's what your Members Mark would be. I'm picking up a mushroom print. Down. That's your... <laughs> the Members Mark signature. Oh, I see she's been Member Marked. <laughs> or he. Don't discriminate. <laughs> yes. They are bearing Jerry's Member Mark. <laughs> he can distinguish. Oh, man, that just made me go down the path of, like, a wax seal. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> this will require your member's mark, Lord. You mm, drop yes, the candle yeah. on there, like, for a seal, but then you roll your wang on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know there'd be, like, a whole ceremony to it, too. Like, I'm picturing some noble, like, opening up their robe and just, you know, a, a gentle thrust forward onto the seal. I got mail from, let's see here. Oh, this looks like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think you could use your penis instead of your finger to, like, unlock your phone or something? Mm. You wouldn't know. There's no... It would want to print. Wow, shit. You should try it. I don't... I don't do that. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Uh, All right, give me a second. Wait for it. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't think it's, well, I I mean, I guess I'm just going from personal experience, but I don't think there's enough, like, unique markings. See if I can, or you can make it recognize your... yours. (laughs) 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 
Fu- I mean, you know, I think you'd actually have more luck with like your your balls. Future self, don't touch Jerry's stuff. Ever. Teach your phone to recognize your dick out as your face. <laughs> I don't think that wouldn't work. A head print instead of a face. What if you drew a smiley up on it? <laughs> Put googly eyes on it. Yeah, that could work. Hold on, while I lock my phone, I gotta put these googly eyes on. I like quests with big payoffs. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, we have gone through a really long dungeon. We're probably pretty tired. Maybe we need to let go, relax a little bit, go to the casino. Just go wild. Mostly because I like to gamble. All right, I can I could gamble with you. All right, well, while you guys go off to do that, I think I want to head to the Wilda people and hand off a a nice. Uh, you can't. Lapine. You I'm can't trying sp- to think. split up the group. We have split up the group so many times. It's, it's been- like our, we're professionals at it almost. One and of I us has a- to do the responsible thing anyway. Like I we did that whole dungeon crawl for the goddamn Hoda Hodag. What did it for the Hodag? But I have a lapine skin I wanted to, to hand off. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh well, so we talked about some smurgans and we talked about some uh That's fucking dark. I didn't know you had a lapine skin. They're sentient. <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation about that even. Oh, I don't remember. Been a while. Has been a little while. It has. Yeah, because uh, I got the skin, and then um, Peter got a lucky lapine foot. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not carrying sentient being parts. It, that, um, that's right. Nick, did you ever add that into my inventory? A lucky lapine foot? Did we give it any effects or anything like that? I don't remember it being... I don't think we did. No, I, I don't really care, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there. It's there in your... All I know if I meet the people, I don't really want to have to skin up. Campaign 2, Episode 52, Player Conversation, was released on December 13th, 2020. Join us again next week as we do even more stuff on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! What was the purpose of Peter Willow? Just that was a funny word, or did we have like a story behind it? I don't think we made anything up for Peter Willow. That splatter leaf is for asswipe. Yes, it was. We should have a splatter leaf related quest. Like there's a run on splatter leaf where the crops got destroyed, so they need something else. Oh, um, or there's like the town got infected. Yeah, exactly. The they town need- got infected, and there's and everybody bought all the splatter leaf. 
<laughs> so relevant. Topical. People had to resort to using scrow tatoes and scrow tomatoes. <laughs> you got to carve it into a scoop. <laughs> or, you know, maybe somebody learned an ancient spell that was causing everybody to shit their pants. <laughs> <clears throat> Didn't we do a shit your pants quest at one point? Uh, I don't remember a shit your pants quest. We should, though.